Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. We're glad you're here. I'm Kevin McDonald, your host for this grand adventure, and I thank you for joining us. You see, our mission is to create a positive, personal connection to all things with courage and love. We invite terrific guests, interesting topics, and great conversation, all in a fun, entertaining way. And we always manage to learn something, too. So I hope you will stay right where you are for this episode of Positive Talk Radio. And welcome, everybody, to Positive Talk Radio. It's a Thursday. It's a beautiful day. Uh, well, okay, it's it's raining here. It doesn't matter because it's beautiful inside because the guest that I'm going to have for the entire hour is a beautiful lady that has accomplished more in her short, young life than anybody else on the planet. It's really amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to read her uh, bio a little bit, but it's, it's going to take a little while to read because she's done so much. But uh, Natalie Plamaton Thomas is with us today, and she is... Boy, I, I guess I guess I could read your bio, but I think what I'd rather do is have you talk about your bio. You you are a what we would call a confidence coach, and uh, you use many many different modalities to accomplish that and to get people to get out of their own darn way so that they can figure out how to reach their true, honest to God God given potential in life. Would that would that be summing up your your process and who you are a little bit? Absolutely. So I guess the main thing uh, that we want to know is what I do. <laughs> I'm a confidence expert and I specialize in negative self-talk. You know that negative self-talk? Like we we don't talk to other people like that. Like you don't you don't walk around telling people, hey, you look fat in these jeans, or oh, you're starting your own business. It's never gonna work. You're not good enough. Like we don't we don't talk to other people like this, but we talk to ourselves like that. Like we we trash talk ourselves all the time like it's crazy 70% of our thoughts are negative and and it did happen to me too it it did happen to everybody so i feel that it's something that is a topic that everybody goes through so that's why i i'm thinking we need to address that and that's why i devoted the last 10 years to study neuroscience so that i could figure out how to shut down that negative self-talk in my own head i you know i was reading a little bit about you and um i want to start with this because everybody it's a process everybody goes through kind of an evolution of where they it's like the little engine that could I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I hope I can. Maybe I can. Maybe I can't. And and uh, you did a. You were doing a film one time, and you were doing a uh, uh, a coaching uh, thing, and you wanted to put together a camera, and so you put together three. Oh yeah, I remember the story. Let me tell you. Yes. Uh, yeah. Go yeah. ahead. So I had. Um, I, I was just starting my speaking business. I wanted to become a professional speaker and I thought I need a video done. So we had three cameras. So we had one video for the close up, one for the wide angle and one from the back to see the large audience. But the problem, Kevin, is that there were only 20 people in the room. <laughs> so we kept asking them to move from one section to another so that when we would put all the segments together, it would look like 
like there was a large audience and and it it actually worked because that video got me some speaking gigs i got a phone call from an organization who wanted me to train their sales force and they asked for my rate kevin i didn't have a corporate rate <laughs> so i go um 250 so then they say okay so for the four-hour training there would be a thousand I almost choked because I meant 250 for the whole thing, right? So I go, yes, that's correct, one thousand dollars, <laughs> and then and then I got the contract, and then I thought, oh, when I hung up the phone, I got the contract. And the truth is, Kevin, I remember very well sitting in my office that day, feeling like a fraud. I should have been excited. But I was hearing this nasty voice in my head telling me, you're not a real professional speaker. You don't deserve a $1,000 paycheck for the afternoon. See, the video I had made that was making the audience look bigger than it really was, and then my made-up corporate rate, none of it was real. I was just trying to look more than I really was because I felt like just me was not enough. And the voice was kind of right because I remember my English was really bad. And the voice was telling me, what, you want to be a speaker like in English? You want to write books in English? You don't even speak English. And it's kind of true. My English was so bad. I was teaching yoga back then. And I remember at the end of a yoga class, you know, when people are doing the relaxations, I was telling them to relax their body, relax their face, relax their jaw. And I wanted them to let their jaw open and to put their tongue on the roof of their mouth. So I said, put your thong behind your tits and then everybody started to laugh and i didn't even know why and apparently i was not pronouncing the word teeth very well anyway my voice in my head was kind of right <laughs> but that's when i realized i need to figure out how to shut down that negative self-talk and and that's when i created the dna system and I, I i did a lot of research trying to figure out how do you do that how do you shut down that voice? Like the stuff that is holding you back, how do you get rid of it? And, and I created the DNA system. That's the system that's at the base of all my online courses, the system I use with my one-on-one -on -one clients, the system I, I uh, share on all the stages around the world and in corporations. And, and that's the system that I shared in my eight international number one best-selling books. So that is um, a little bit more about how it all started and, and why I started to look into neuroscience to try to help me figure that out. And the power of the brain is fascinating. fascinating. And let's let's look at your website and, and give people your website so that they can go there. And because it really is complete about all of your bio and everything that you've done and and stuff. But your website is, again, a, a, thinkyourself.com. Thinkyourself.com. Yes. <clears throat> And you yeah, came up with that so title much. because you got to think for yourself. I found that um, my first number one bestseller was actually Think Yourself Thin. Uh, coming from the fitness industry, it was personal training and doing nutrition consultation because my clients would go home and crap. So I did, needed to be also do nutrition. And I was uh, doing these workshops called Think Yourself Thin because somehow I had realized that my clients were successful not because I was giving them a better kale salad recipe or showing them a better way to squat. It was because they were changing their mindset. And it's not because you are exercising like crazy that 
that you are becoming fitter. It's because you're changing your mindset. So the think yourself thin was making so much more sense. And then eventually after these workshops, I wrote the book. That was my first number one bestseller, Think Yourself Thin. And some people started to uh, read the book and telling me, I don't even need to lose weight, but my neighbor gave me this book because uh, it really helped her in her business. So people were reading my Think Yourself Thin because of the system and the questions that I was uh, offering in there that was helping them change, transform their mind, transform their negative self-talk. And they they, they inspired me to, to write the sequels and the Think Yourself Successful and the Think Yourself a Relationship Pro and then the Think Yourself Confident and then the Think Yourself Wealthy because we only have one brain and we use the same one in every area of our lives. So the Think Yourself um, Academy was born and now I have five courses on tech, Think Yourself a Tech Pro. I have courses on sales. I have courses on, on, on a bit everything. But the system is always the same. There's so many limiting beliefs that we face in any area of our life um, that I only do one thing, negative self-talk in these areas. I, I, I help people get rid of the things that are holding them back. And, and so and negative self-talk. Yeah, negative self-talk is, um, we're taught that from a very early age that uh, you're, not all, you're not all that in a bag of chips. You know, get in your place. You're, you, you, you're, you're, you're not pretty enough. You're not thin enough. You're not tall enough. You're not smart enough. Oh, um, just, just, just stand in your place and, and don't, don't step out of line because everybody yeah. else is in, and, and there are people that are much more talented than you and da, 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 da. And so we carry that with us pretty much our whole lives until we say, no, stop it. That's enough. And yeah. uh, you figured out a way to make that happen for folks. And you've done it with coaching with, hundreds of people and you've done seminars for thousands of people and and um how does it feel to be you <laughs> i guess it doesn't matter how it feels to be me well, how it feels to help others i can tell you about that how it feels to see light bulbs in in people's eyes how does that feel to 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 help a woman connect with her daughter again, her teenage daughter that has been troubling her uh, her life. How does that feel to help this morning um, talking to a, a CEO of a big corporation that's facing uh, big challenges and to finish the call where it's totally empowered because now we've gotten rid of, of that piece that was holding him back and now he has access to his best resources because he knows exactly what to do. We always know what to do, but sometimes we're blurred. Our judgment is blurred by, by so many different things. It's like we have a drawer with, with every solution that we can think of, and we have access to that. But there's so much stuff that's accumulated on top and experiences, and it's pretty absolutely normal. We're not bad people because we go through life. We're not bad people because we go to the dentist, right? Like you never told one of your friends, what? You go to the dentist? Gross. Well, duh. No, it's fine. Everybody eats, food gets stuck. And then sometimes we need to go to the dentist. And then the dentist has special tools to do the fillings. Of course, a lot of people say, well, I can do this myself. That's fine. I'm just going to brush my teeth really, really well and floss. Well, it's not going to get rid of the cavity. 
If you go to the dentist, the dentist is going to fix your cavity and then you can continue to brush your teeth really well and floss so that you will avoid further cavities. But sometimes we just need that, that process, that little tweak to, to, to get rid of the, the thing that we don't need to carry with us anymore. Um, and and we, we tend to, if you have a cavity, we tend to say, that's okay, I'll just eat on the other side of my mouth. Right? We, we make do quite a bit. Right. Um, oh, yeah. And and maybe maybe we can tell your audience about um, a little bit about how the brain works uh, so that they can understand what they can tap into. Is that is that is that OK? Of course. So, of course. This is this so, is your hour, Natalie. You can do. <laughs> I'm, I'm just <laughs> I'm just sitting here and with rapt attention because what you do is the, the one question I was going to ask before you did that, because um, this is all part of that is. Because there was a time. See, we all, I believe, have the moment in our lives when we can go, I can do this. This is my passion. This is what I yeah. really want to be able to do. And we all can do it, except yeah. some of us break through and actually do it. And others of us don't because we have negative self-talk and we have other people that in our lives that say oh that would be nice oh that's sweet dear <laughs> you know that you, you're never gonna be able to do that but, but that that's sweet i like i'm glad that you're thinking of stuff like that and stuff but and but you pulled through and you have accomplished a lot because of your mindset and working through that but there was a point in time when you were itty bitty when you were young, when it wasn't that way, what changed for you? What allowed you to say, I can do this and I can become a bestseller and I can be speaker of the year in Canada and I can do all of these things. What gave you that confidence? Knowledge, understanding what is possible, understanding how my brain works, understanding that I was exactly telling my unconscious mind how I wanted to be and all these um, these challenges that I was facing I was more likely creating them see what we need to understand is that the brain has many different parts and the brain is at our service the brain works for us and very often we spend our time living at a logical level instead of living at an unconscious level. So your logical mind can only handle five to nine pieces at a time. But that's cool, that's kind, that's cool. You can multitask, right? And, and you can go grocery shopping at the same time that you're on a meeting on your phone. And at the same time, you can keep your child from falling off the cart and still no get, notice the guy in blue winking at the girl in the seafood department. Like you can do all that at the same time, right? Sure. But have you ever noticed, I don't know if it happened to you, Kevin, that you're driving, it's a beautiful day, it's, a, it's nice, the music is on, and you're going to a new address. So as you arrive closer, you slow down and you start looking at the numbers on the houses. Have you ever caught yourself having to lower the volume on the radio? <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Totally, right? And how so is lowering the volume going to make you see the numbers more? It's because five to nine pieces of information get overwhelmed very quickly because you've got the foot on the brake, the foot on the accelerator, the red light ahead, the kid that's about to cross the street, the lady that might cut you off. And then there's a dude in the car next to you winking at you. Gross. So as you add looking at the numbers on the houses, the music becomes the one too many. 
So living at a logical level, we're always just trying to catch up. We're just trying to, and then we're trying to, let's say you have your goal and then you're trying maybe to build a business or you're you're trying to, to succeed. And then you have this beautiful goal that you work hard for. And then you get up at 5 a.m. and then you accept clients until 9 p.m. And then you still have to take your kids to school and sport and, and make sure that everything is taken for taken care. And then, oh, you have to start a podcast and, oh, you have to post on social media. You need an account on Clubhouse too now. And the harder you work, the more exhausted you feel. You just and made me tired saying all that. It's crazy. And you feel like you're getting, you work harder but you have zero life balance. So you feel like you're getting farther and farther and farther away from your dream life. It is like you're trying to go to LA, but you're in an aircraft that's flying to New York City. Or you're trying to go to Halifax, but you're in an aircraft that's flying to Vancouver. You're never gonna get there if you stay in that aircraft, right? That's right. So a lot of people come to me and they ask me, Natalie, help me get off that aircraft. And I say, no. Stay on the aircraft. Talk to the pilot. Imagine how much faster you're going to get there once the pilot is on board. You're going to say, hey, dude, mind turning around? That's where I'm going. This is my goal right there. Because we have the other part of the brain that I'm very excited about. That's your unconscious mind. The logical mind could handle five to nine pieces of information at a time. The unconscious mind can handle 2.3 million pieces of information at a time. I'm going to repeat wow. this. Five to nine for the logical mind. 2.3 million pieces of information every second for the, logic, for the unconscious mind. That's where the power is. It is like you have a personal assistant in your head constantly writing notes, listening to everything that you say or think, and makes it happen. So your personal assistant makes your thought happen but the problem is people wake up in the morning they look at themselves in the mirror and they go i'm so tired i'm so stressed out i think i'm getting weight so then your personal assistant writes it down tired stressed out getting weight i got this perfect tired tired what can i do for this oh i know i'm gonna keep her awake all night she's not gonna be able to sleep she's gonna be really tired in the morning check stressed out oh i'm gonna make her delete a very important appointment in her calendar oh that's gonna be stressful check gaining weight oh that's easy i can certainly find a chocolate bar or something deep fried for her today and whatever and if all fails more wine tonight check so your personal assistant listens to everything that you say or think and it makes it happen so you have to be very careful what you tell your personal assistant because your personal assistant is just following your orders. And I had somebody at um, the Shangri-La was doing a, conversa uh, a conference and it was Think Yourself Wealthy. So she comes to me after and she said, oh, I need to fire my personal assistant. Oh my gosh. I said, why is that? She said, well, you know, like I'm a shopaholic. And, and as soon as I make more money, I spend more. So I always live paycheck to paycheck. I need to fire my personal assistant. I said, hmm, let's rethink this. You just told your personal assistant you wanted to be a shopaholic. That as soon as you get more money, you want to spend more. And you want to live paycheck to paycheck. That's what's on your list right now. Do you still need to fire your personal assistant? Or is your personal assistant doing exactly what you said you wanted? And she said, oh. It's me. I'm not giving the right orders to you, my personal assistant. 
I have to start telling my personal assistant what I want, not what I don't want. And my clients do this all the time. They say, Natalie, I don't want to be stressed out with my kids anymore. I don't want to rush everywhere. I don't want to be impatient and I don't want to be broke. Okay. Personal assistant writes it down. Stress, rush, impatient, broke. Got this. So as soon as you're about to be kind with your child, instead you go, what? And then you regret it because immediately you're like, but your personal, you told your personal assistant you wanted to be impatient with your kids. So that's what your, your personal assistant says. It, it makes you do it. So tell your personal assistant what you want, not what you don't want. It's very, very important that we start changing our language when we think and when we talk as well. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Now, the question is, and a lot of people would ask, they'd say, oh, Natalie, you know, that's so nice. And it's so nice that you would say that. But how do you change how you think? Because because I my thinking sounds like my mother a lot. And, <laughs> you know, and it's like, how do I how do I get my mother out of my head so that I can think in a, on a, in a positive way? And not to have it be fake. And, and and in fact, I don't even think it needs to be real because as long as you're saying it correctly, um, you're giving the right impression to your brain. And because your brain doesn't understand yes or no, it just knows what you're saying, right? Exactly. And we need to be very specific in what we want. And uh, and I'll, I'll tell you about the DNA system in a moment to tell you a little bit on, um, yeah, on how it that. works and, and how you do it. Um, but just giving you the example of... Um, let's say you're hiring a contractor to paint your house and you say, I would like you to paint my house, not blue. Huh? Like <laughs> what color do you want? And, and most people talk in the negative all the time and they say what they don't want. So uh, if you close your eyes for a second, except if you're driving, because a lot of you are probably listening to Kevin's podcast as you're driving. So if you're driving, keep your hands on the wheel, keep your eyes open. If you're not driving, you can close your eyes. And as you have your eyes closed now, do not visualize Mickey Mouse wearing a yellow tuxedo standing on top of a pink Mercedes Benz. Do not visualize Mickey Mouse wearing a yellow tuxedo standing on top of a pink Mercedes Benz. And you can reopen your eyes. Did you see it? <laughs> Of course, right? as you were yeah. as you were saying it, I was building Mickey Mouse all at the same time. Because your brain has to process the whole information before it can negate it. So by this time, it's too late. It's on the clipboard. The personal system is already working on it. So let me tell you a little bit about the DNA system. So the first part of the system, everybody knows about that. So the D is for desire. You need to know what you want. So let's say you're doing a kitchen renovation. You're going to probably take a folder and in the folder, you're going to put a whole bunch of samples in that folder. You'll put the samples of, of these cupboards. You want this countertop. You want this island there. You want this hardwood floor, the backsplash. You decide exactly what you want. So most of you do that, right? You uh, it's January coming up, so you will be setting up goals, right? Smart goals, right? Decide, make the list. Vision board. You've probably heard of vision boards, right? Of like we, we, we all, we all do that. Now, this is very important to know what you want. So that's the, of course, it's the first thing that I do with my clients, and I ask them, what do you want? And and what's the problem? Why don't you have it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what do you want? And and people have to be very precise as to exactly what they want in the positive, not any of the, I don't want to be stressed. Well, what do you want instead of being stressed? Ah, I want to be calm. There you go. So say it in the positive because that's what you want on the spreadsheet on, 
on your personal assistant's pad, a notepad. Now, once you know what you want, a lot of people are teaching us how to implement these new habits into our life and how to go get what's on your list and how to attract this. And that is step number three. Because step number one, a lot of people do that and then and then they, they stop. A lot of people stop there. They don't even go to step number three or step number two. They, they stop. But if a vision board was enough, everybody would be living on deserted islands, sipping martinis, driving Mercedes Benz, you know, like if, if, if doing a vision board was enough. So you need to do something about it. And what people do is they go straight to step three. They install it in the kitchen. So they take the cupboards and then they all install these cupboards over top of the existing cupboards. And then they take the island and they put it over top of the existing island in the kitchen. It's not going to work. No. You need to gut out the old kitchen. You need to remove all the old stuff first before you install the new cupboards. You need to get rid of these bad habits, the negative self-talk, anger, fear, hurt, sadness, guilt, trauma, limiting beliefs. All these things that are holding you back need to go. That's what I do. I help people identify where the cavities are and we do the fillings. We get rid of the stuff that's holding them back because most people are not completely stuck. They, they are gung-ho, excited, they're going towards their goal, and then all of a sudden they get stuck. And then they talk themselves out of it, and then they go again. And then they get stuck again. And then they talk themselves out of it, and then they go again. And then they get stuck again. Sometimes they finish towards, they finish towards their goals after having talk themselves out of it, but they keep going forward, backwards, forward, backwards, forward. And then you just hope that there's more step forwards than there are backwards, right? So what I do is I remove those backward steps. We don't need to get stuck with these because that stuff that's holding you back is not even happening. We're usually making it up because we have had past experiences that make us believe that these things could be in the way. And we're creating challenges where there are not any challenges or we let our powerful emotions that are connected with some specific event, um, because I do work with PTSD, with uh, releasing and disconnecting the, the emotion from an event. Uh, so we don't need to have been at war to experience PTSD, to experience a certain level of trauma. We don't need to have been in a house of, on fire. There are like a lot of things like losing a job, divorce, um, and, and, and sometimes even um, relationships with certain people and, and, and maybe abusive relationship could cause trauma in people's life. And this is holding them back in their life. We don't have to live with this. We can get rid of the old stuff. And then once you've done that, that's when after that you can install and, and, and create this, this beautiful environment that you've been wanting, that you've been uh, planning in your first step with, with all your samples, deciding on what it is that you want. So it's very important that you gut out the old kitchen before you start installing the island over top of the existing island in your in your empty space. I love how you use audiovisual stuff to get your point across. That that really is that really is very professional of you. I have to I have to I mean, you have you are 
the epitome of somebody that is is living the dream. And you you've heard people say, "How are you today?" Well, I'm living the dream. Living the Why? dream. <laughs> You are living the dream because, you know, because there are lots of folks that the one saying that I hate that people use is like, oh, how are you today? Oh, not too bad. Not um, too bad. Not Personal too bad. assistant writes it bad, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. And so and so at the end of the day, it's bad, whatever, whatever it is. And, and, and you set yourself up for it. We set ourselves up for failure. I wanted to ask you. There are lots of people that that have got passion in their lives. They believe that what they want to do and they're going to really go for it. And then they start to have success and then they shut down because they're not worthy. They don't feel like they can do it. It gets yeah. hard. And, they, and, and then and then that's the universe says or the, your, your uh, subconscious mind says, yeah, it's hard. I'm going to make it really hard for you rather than make it easy absolutely i'll give you a technique why don't i give you Please. a technique to make it easy Please. so we uh we talked about step number two we talked about gutting out the old kitchen right. that's what i do um that's what dentists do for their clients you can't just you know say okay i'm just gonna go buy a drill and i'll do my filling in the morning you know what i mean <laughs> like you can't it's not easy to um, work an unconscious process that needs to happen at our unconscious mind while you would do it yourself at a logical level. It's quite the undertaking to try to erase years or decades of negative trash talk yourself. That's what I do. The good news is there are lots of things you can do yourself today. And today I'm going to give you a two-step technique to talk to your personal assistant that will start the process. It's not like you're going to do cavities uh, with this. However, it's going to start the process to shift the mindset. Here's the technique. The first thing we need to know is, and you've probably heard about affirmations. Have you done affirmations, Kevin? You've heard of that. Okay. I have. So yep. Yeah. There's so a story there. Go ahead. Oh, do you want to tell your story? No, no, go ahead. This is more important. Okay. So um, affirmations don't work. If you don't believe them, that's the, story. That's the big problem. <laughs> so when I work, uh, I talked about my first number one bestseller, Think Yourself Thin. So we work with the Think Yourself Thin program. If I have a client that is highly overweight, it's not going to work for me to say, okay, look at yourself in the mirror, smile and say, I am thin. It's not going to work because your personal assistant is like, I oh, know we're not. <laughs> or, or, you know, the Think Yourself Wealthy program with clients that are in deep financial struggles. And I'm going to say, okay, put your hands on your hips right now and say, I am rich. Your personal assistant is like, no, we're not at all. She's not talking to me. I'm not writing this down. We must just be wa wa watching a vampire movie again. Vampires don't exist. She's just not talking to me. So your personal assistant is not even listening when you do stuff like that. So here's the first step of the technique. Well, you have a negative self-talk. Something comes up in your head like, oh, I'm so stressed out. Then you realize, oh. Oh my gosh, what did I just say? I was on this podcast the other day with Kevin McDonald, and then there was this French girl that could hardly speak English, and then she start, started to tell us about this personal assistant, and all my personal assistant is writing down that I'm stressed out. What can I do? Here's what to do. Calm down and repeat what you just said in the past with I used to. So you just hear yourself say, I'm so stressed out. Then you're like, oh, wait, I used to think that I was stressed out all the time. I used to be stressed out all the time. 
So now you're talking about it in the past. Your personal assistant hears that. I used to be stressed out. And then it goes, oh, yeah, stressed out. I have this right here on my list. You're talking to me. What can I do for you? And why are you talking about this in the past? Are we done with this? Perfect. Now you've got your personal assistant's attention. And now we're going to immediately go with step number two. You use a progressive statement. A progressive statement starts with, I am willing to learn or I'm in the process of. So, oh, I'm so stressed out all the time. Wait, I used to be stressed out. Now I'm willing to learn how to live a calm life. Now I'm in the process of changing that, right? Or I'm so bad with technology. How many people said that, right, during the pandemic because everything oh, yeah. started to be online? I'm so bad with technology. Okay, bad with technology. Perfect. I'm going to make sure they don't see the Zoom link. I'm going to make sure that they can't, they forget to unmute themselves. I'm going to make sure that they, whatever happened, right? But if you say, I used to think I was bad with technology, now I'm willing to learn where it is that I have to click to see my clients on Zoom. Now I'm in the process of figuring out how to use StreamYard to go on multiple platforms at the same time to invent my business because you're what it is, whatever it is that your profession is, whatever you learn, your intellectual property, learning everything that you know, the past 10 years, 20 years, 30 years of experience that you have learning your craft or becoming the person that you, ha you are today, that is hard. Learning where to click on Zoom, that's easy, <laughs> right? Like at the end of the day, you are a smart person. You're resourceful and you can figure it out. So always think about putting it in the past, and then creating your progressive statement. So next time you hear yourself say, I'm not good enough. I used to think that I was not good enough. Now I'm willing to learn how to trust myself. Now I'm in the process of becoming more confident. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And you, in order to accomplish what you would, what you're passionate about, what you really, really want to accomplish, you've got to really, really want it. And you got to think positively about it, that I'm going to do this. This is going to work. It is working. I have the yeah. ability. And uh, even, even though we have everybody around us, you know, they, they've seen you in your underwear and they've seen you when you don't look very good and they've seen you when you're not very, you know, you do something stupid, which we all have done. We're human beings. But and they say, well, you know, that's that's really nice that you want to do that. But, you're, you know, you know, there's a, there's this guy I watch on TV all the time and he's perfect. It's like, well, yeah, they got makeup on him and they've got, you know, or, you know, whatever it is. And so we tend to downplay our, our own abilities and you, it's counterproductive. Absolutely. We can do better. We can do better. And, and, uh, you know, even the, it's, it's like somebody watching this podcast, they're going to go, well, come on, Natalie's gorgeous. She's got a wonderful smile. Obviously she's got a good dentist. Um, she's, <laughs> she's, she's <laughs> smart. She's intelligent. Um, she's written eight books. She's got, people that work for her she's got a, a bunch of co-writers and a, and a bunch of folks that are that are thinking about her as being the boss and she's really cool and people you know say yes miss thomas yes yes ma'am anything you want you know <laughs> and you make me laugh <laughs> you know and and uh, the the fact that the fact is is that uh, we're all we're all equal and we all have that ability to do I'm a small town girl, you know, like 10,000 well, people. I couldn't even speak English like 15 years ago. And 
if I can do it, everybody can. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> well, to hear just... you to hear you talk about it is like when you when you say I I don't speak English. And like before this interview, you said I may say something that doesn't make any sense because English is my second language. I grew up oh. in in Quebec and yeah. I spoke French. And it's yeah, like English you... is not my second language; it's my third language. Oh. I speak Spanish, so oh, very English nice. is. It's not even, yeah, I, I just, I'm trying. I'm still trying. I believe that we're all sitting in the same library. Everybody is reading books. And sometimes I've read a book that you haven't read yet. Or maybe we're reading the same book. Maybe I'm one chapter ahead. And so that's why I can help you because I can tell you, hey, skip that chapter. I'll tell you what happened, <laughs> you know? So, and and sometimes there are books you've read that I haven't read and you can Teach me about those. We're all just reading books in the same library, helping each other. There's no, um, I, I, see, in what I do is very short term, very transformational. I, I rarely have, um, I'm not an accountability coach where I will help people for years and years where I would hold them accountable to to see me every week so that they can get their dose of motivation. My job is not to motivate people. My job is to teach people how they can be motivated inside themselves and, and figure out that they are awesome and they are amazing. And it, so my job is as fast as possible is to make sure that the client doesn't need me as soon as possible. So it's it's not a good business model for me. Uh, however, <laughs> I, it doesn't matter because my calendar is full. I know what my clients say about me, and right now I just had a huge Black Friday sale. Oh my gosh! And and I'm almost regretting um, because I have so many new clients, and and I know what they say. They say Natalie, she's the best, but she's very expensive. If you can even get her, so my calendar is full, and and it doesn't it doesn't matter because I. I have opened up a lot of space in my calendar, especially now. Um, I I had a lot of thinking about this. And as I'm reading my followers' comments and what my clients are asking me, I'm, I worked really hard to remove myself from the equation. So five years ago, I was in burnout mode. I was working so hard. I was um, every... Two weeks, I would fly to a different city to host an event. I had five trainers across Canada, and we were hosting event after event. And after each event, I would get more coaching clients and, and try to fit them in my schedule. And I was making so much money as well. And I was thinking, is that it? Wow. Is that at my dream of becoming an entrepreneur? That's awful. I, I hate my life. I never spend time with the kids. I can never see my husband. And Okay, what what is that? So I started to work smarter and automate my business and and create ways to record online courses so that I would not need to necessarily be there for my message to be passed on to my clients. And I've reduced the number of hours that were available for my clients so that I would have time to have a life. And now I only work nine months a year. I always take a month at Christmas and then March, April, we go down south and live in Palm Desert. But um, right now, after the two years that we've had, is not the time for me to play the diva and say, oh, I only accept that many clients because I have a life now because I've I've been able to... 
um, to create a business model that works for me. So I, I've decided that I will, um, and I have reopened my schedule to do one-on-one -on -one more because now is when people need me the most. The pandemic has been tough. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of depression. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of uncertainty. And that's when people need to have access to their best self. So I have the skills. That's what I do. And, and I've decided to, uh, that's why I did this big Black Friday sale so that I would allow people that could not afford me to, to now be able to. So I had put my um, my rate at 50% off. So everybody started to buy like 20 packages sessions. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm so busy. <laughs> but it's all good. It's all good. I'm happy to be there for my people because that's when they need me the most. And, and I'm just happy to do that. Well, the cool thing is, is that your entire business model and everything that you do is built around helping other people and helping humanity and having people realize that what they believe about themselves, what they've thought forever isn't true. And there's a story that they've been telling themselves and it's, it's, or that somebody else told them and it might've been a six year old child when you were six and you believed it for your entire life. And, and sometimes you need, I was talking to a friend of mine. He, he's a multimillionaire. He has a coach. He has somebody that he talks to on a regular basis because he doesn't have all the answers either. He's okay. He's made a couple million dollars, but that doesn't mean that he's smarter than everybody else. And so he still needs somebody to yeah. keep. Him. Everybody goes to the dentist. I go yeah. to the dentist. I have a coach. I have three coaches. Actually, I have different areas of my life. And why? Why should I try to figure things out when you're stuck? You need somebody that will fast track. Why are you trying to figure that out on your own? Like, gosh, I don't. I call. I pay people. Um, and, I, and I ask for help. And, and it doesn't always need to be paid help. Sometimes a lot of people around you can help. You just have to ask. Yeah. Well, you know, the other cool thing is, is that you assess and you recognize your value. Now, when, when uh, you were sitting there on the phone and you were talking to that original guy that was going to book you to coach or book you to speak, and, it, and, and you said, well, uh, two, you know, uh, you know, and, oh, per hour. And see, for him, it was like, oh, yeah, well, 250, that's our budget is 375. So 250 works really nicely per hour. So we were going to spend 1500. So we're, so for him, for all you know, it was a deal that uh, that you were giving him. And, and so it was going to be a thousand. And you were going a thousand dollars for four hours. Are you kidding me? Yeah. There's only one other profession I can mm -hmm. think of that I can make that kind of money, and I'm not going to go do that. But uh, I know I've got I could be I can do this. But you you assess your value, and then you honor your value because if you'd given away, oh no, I'm not going to take that. I'll I'll just take a hundred bucks. You're devaluing who you really are, and uh, is, and is that right? Do you, Absolutely. Do you, you do need to accept your value, right? Absolutely. And and what happens is that a lot of time. Lots of times the emotions are troubling our judgment and accepting our value is accepting the biggest truth that people find out when we work together is that all along they have, um, they have interpreted some emotions that they were feeling as negative. A lot of people talk about negative emotions. There's no such things. All emotions are created equal in your prefrontal cortex. 
And sometimes we get into prefrontal cortex overload because there's too much emotion. But the brain does not know the difference between anxiety and excitement. If you choose that it's anxiety, your brain will pollute you with 1,400 chemicals like cortisol and slow you down. If you decide that it's excitement, your brain will send you feel-good chemicals like dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin. Like there's feel-good, they will all depend on if there's people around you, if you're moving, like there's lots of different ways that these are released in our bloodstream. But bottom line is we are definitely um, thinking about these emotions as good or bad while they're all equal and they are all powerful. And I will go further to say that anger, fear, hurt, sadness, guilt, they are your allies. I often like to give the analogy of a delivery truck. Every single time that you have a powerful emotion and you feel that you're in prefrontal cortex overload because you have fear, you there's a task in front of you and you're like, I've never done this before. I'm not good enough. I can't do this. And you start procrastinating. And, and all of these feelings are under the fear umbrella. When you feel that, it's like there's a truck in your driveway. And when the truck arrives in your driveway, its only purpose is to deliver a package to you. It's a delivery truck. All you have to do is open the door, open the package, and figure out what is the gift. What are you learning? There's always a positive learning to any event that is happening to you. There's always a positive learning. What is the gift? And you need to open the package as soon as possible to figure that out. Because as soon as you open the door and get your package and sign for it, the truck will leave your driveway. But people don't open the door because they don't have time because you're in front of your coworkers. So you ignore the package and the truck stays in the driveway and you're like, oh, everything is good. Everything's fine. No problem. And then you get home and then your daughter is like, are you okay, mommy? Oh yeah, mommy's fine. Everything's good. Yeah, absolutely. So you are ignoring the truck in your driveway and the truck stays there and it idles. And then another truck comes in and then another truck comes in and another truck. And eventually your full driveway is filled with trucks and you can't go anywhere and now you're stuck. And that's when you go into depression, you go into high stress, into anxiety, because there's too many trucks in your driveway. And what we need to understand is all we need to do is to figure out what is my learning here? This thing that is happening is making me uncomfortable. So you, have, you are allowed to go through one loop of your powerful emotion. A loop of emotion should last in the prefrontal cortex about 30 to 90 seconds. That's it. So when you experience anger and you're, it should last 30 to 90 seconds and then you should exit the loop because your unconscious mind comes to the rescue and says, don't worry about this, Kevin, I'm going to take this and put it over here, and it moves it on. And the first time that ex you experience this emotion, it created a thread for adding on a pearl every single time that you will experience this emotion. So as you get afraid or hurt or guilty, the brain says, that's okay, Kevin, I'm just going to put it over here, and it adds it on to the thread. But sometimes the necklace is so long, because we have so many trucks in the driveways delivering the, those packages that we're not opening, then instead of going through one loop of 30 to 90 seconds, we go through all the loops of our necklace. And then it 
we can be stuck there because one guy cut us off on the highway and 30 seconds later, it was supposed to be over, but you get to work 45 minutes later and you're still upset. And now you tell everybody in the lunchroom, oh, you should have seen that guy on the highway, that idiot, and he cut me off. And so as you're telling the story, your brain doesn't know it's not happening again. So it adds on another pearl on your necklace. Good. And you know what it does too? Everybody around you in the lunchroom, their brain doesn't know it's not happening to, get to them. So their personal assistant, their brain adds on another pearl on their necklace of anger. So everybody gets upset. And that's because our brain doesn't know it's not happening to us. That's why we cry when we watch This Is Us or when we watch a vampire movie, we're afraid. There is no vampire in your living room. They're not real, but we're afraid anyway, because our brain does not know that. It, it cannot make the difference. So that's why when you visualize your goals and then you, you do those exercises to really create the movie of what you want to happen in positive way, your brain doesn't know it's not happening for real either. And it's going to visualize your goal and it's going to make sure that that it happens because it, it thinks that it's happening for real. So now it can do it again. So bottom line is there's a lot of powerful emotion that we live and all you have to do is to accept the truth all along, all your life. That fear was not there against you. It was your ally. It has always been your ally. When you experience fear, start to get curious. Ooh, I'm receiving a package. I'm not liking this. I'm uncomfortable. I don't know how to do this. And guess what? I'm going to learn something. What am I going to learn? Be curious. What's in the package? Open the package and say, what am I going to become good at? What will I have learned once I have faced this event? Once this event is over, what will be my positive learning? There is always a positive learning. So always look for it immediately and let the truck go. Don't let them idle in your driveway all the time for a long period of time. So find the positive learning and let the powerful emotion go. And that's how you exit the loop. That's a really cool analogy. I like I like that the truck in the driveway. That that makes a great deal of sense. That makes a great deal of sense because you know, as 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 human beings, we tend to to get stuck in the same things. And if you get stuck in that loop, I know people that have been in that loop and for like years, mm -hmm. and they don't know how to get out of it. That's why they need to come see you, um, or <laughs> in your in your case, what they need, what they could do to be successful. And to take the next step is to go to your website and to look at that, look at some of your online courses and to take some of those because you're busy enough. You need balance. Um, and and even though you're opening up your calendar, I think that's wonderful, but you still need balance. So so go there because this is what you're talking about is, is very similar to the law of attraction, to what a lot of uh, people have said before. But, you, you know, my analogy is kind of like, well, you can do a vision board. That's all great. Yeah, you Do need that. to know what you want. Absolutely. You need to know what you want, but then you have to work your ass off every day to get it done. And if you do that in a positive way, recognizing that you need balance and you need to take time away, and but you're going to do everything that you can in a positive way to make it work. And things tend to just, the universe 
in my in my frame of reference the universe just tends to bring everything together to make it work for you and the experiences that you have yeah. uh, i learned this when i was a bus driver there wasn't anything that i could do wrong that hadn't been done before and so yeah. it, it wasn't that i was doing anything different or peculiar if i did something wrong it's oh man everybody does that that's already so give you cut yourself a break it's okay because you can be good, you can be awesome if you want to be, and you can you can follow you can follow Natalie and uh, you can go to her website, which her website again is thinkyourself.com. Thinkyourself.com, and I love I love that, and uh, you you are you are just awesome, and I, I thank you very much for for sharing with us because you you're a gifted speaker, by the way, even in English. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> now there's there's one thing that that um you just said you mentioned um you need to know what you want and make your list make your vision board and then you need to work your butt off so that you can work hard and that's what i've tried to do is not to work hard i tried to work smart now <laughs> Yes. And 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 working hard is one thing. And there's a, a story that I I, uh, I like to use. We were in Haiti. I uh, support an orphanage there, and we were delivering some food up in the mountains. Oh, and the truck got stuck, and um, we were there for hours. And the 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 locals at the church started to walk down the river to come and help us because we were not arriving, and we were supposed to. And there's no light, there's no street light on the river because we're driving in the river that's pretty dry, but there's some places where it's, uh, there's a little bit more water and it's not like there's light. So we need to get there at a certain time so that we have time to get back before there's dark, right? So they're worrying about us and they start coming down. And it was hilarious, Kevin. Um, there were, I don't know, at one point about, 30 people helping to get the truck out and it was a free-for-all there was people putting rocks in front of the tires all four tires and then people putting rocks at the back of the tires so there were rocks in front and behind the tires and there were some people at one point i swear to you there was 10 people pushing at the front at the same time that some people were pushing at the back. So it, was just, it was a gong show and we were sweating and it was hot and we were working hard like crazy. And then why one guy, I swear he came down a tree. I swear he came down a tree and it was like the God that arrives there and he goes, Oh, I remember. I remember that we've been stuck here before. I'll show you the way out. And in five minutes, we were gone because this guy had been stuck there before and he showed us the way out. So find people who have been stuck there before. And that's why I have all these online courses and people are like, aren't you a confidence expert? Why do you have a course on social media, on marketing? Why do you have a course on how to build your business and the 10 keys to a successful business? You're a confidence expert and it's true. But I've made all the mistakes that you can think of on social media. And somehow I figured it out. So, of course, I'm going to share that because some people come to me because they want confidence. But some some entrepreneurs are very confident and they come to me and they say, Natalie, I don't want you to pick my brain and then do the feelings and, and show me how to be confident. I'm confident. I just want you to teach me how to make money. 
because somehow I was I've been in good enough to to figure it out and then and then to spend money I didn't have and time I didn't have to to work tutorials on YouTube trying to figure out how to do things and now I know so might as well share it so use the experience of people that have been there before and they'll show you the way out because working hard sometimes is not enough it's just a gong show and we're exhausted and we're not going anywhere because you're pushing at the front and at the back of your truck at the same time so make sure that you're you're finding a, a step back to ask for help and and get the truck out and get get, get moving if that makes sense oh absolutely absolutely i i um there's a story I like to tell. Uh, one time I was in a network marketing program. You know what that, you know what those are? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, there were six of us that were in this little group and, and we had a coach and he was a highly successful with this particular company. Mm -hmm. And he gave us, you know, and we would go every morning for like a 30 minute meeting with him. And yeah. he would say, all right, you need to do this. And I want you to do this and this and this and this and this. We wrote it all down. And then we'd come back the next day. And the response that we were giving him was like, man, this is hard. I can't yeah. believe how difficult this is. This, I, I don't know that I can do this. This is tough. And we were all doing that for about two weeks. And then one morning, he gave us a list, came back the next day. And one of the gals said, you know what? This is easy. I figured this out. I can do this. This is not tough at all. This is easy. She became a multimillionaire with that company because she changed the paradigm from this is hard. I can't do it. Exactly. To this is easy. I can do it. And if I can't do if I don't know how, I'll find somebody to help me. And mm -hmm. uh and 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 it, and it worked out. And so, you know, I implore people, if if you can Number one, listen to this show because Natalie's given us a lot of things that will really help you. And that's why I'm so glad that you've been here. Because uh, you can you because just by listening to this show, you can get on your way to living your life a little bit more authentically and real and happily because you're getting rid of some of the crap that you, you should have gotten rid of a long time ago. We all do. And, and we uh, can give your audience uh, that uh, are listening. I have a free confidence guide that they can download. And oh, awesome. that that helps reprogramming the six layers of the brain. So there's a few questions there for each layer of the brain. And the two-step technique is included in that guide as well. So then you'll have it there. So you go to thinkyourself.com slash confidence guide. So thinkyourself.com slash confidence guide. And that um, that could get you on your way uh, to start reprogramming the six layers of your brain that need to be addressed in order for you to create real transformation and real change. Well, I know how my afternoon is going to go now. It's going to go to uh, the confidence guide and 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 uh -huh. figure and figure that uh, figure that out because we can all use a little bit more um, uh, confidence and and stuff. But I tell you. Uh, it's, the number of uh, bestsellers that you have being, by the way, how did you become uh, the speaker of the year for Canada? So this is uh, from uh, the CanFit Pro Association. Um, every year um, there, they have a series of conferences across uh, Canada, um, 
for the whole year. And this year, all their conferences were online. So there was, I think, all I think I gave about 12 or 15 conferences um, for them throughout the whole year. And of course, they were all online this year instead of in person. And the delegate, there's, I think, 25,000 members um, for that organization and then they are the ones um, doing surveys and they choose the uh, presenter of the year so I was the Canadian presenter of the year there was also a an international international presenter of the year that was not Canadian um, and there was also an, one more prize it was the new speaker of the year as well uh, a, a brand new speaker that was just starting so there's always uh, a nice um, uh, a nice recognition time. And what I like about it is that it's the 25,000 members that voted. Um, and right. that, that means a lot to me. That really means a lot to me. Yeah. Well, I, for one, am very, um, if the, anything that, if we can take anything positive from COVID-19 is the fact that the, the people have had to change their method of doing business and it's and in some cases like in your case it's going to allow you to help a lot more people um because of going on zoom and and stream yard and and doing doing things remotely um so you can your message can get out faster and better to many more people that you can help and that's oh, what yeah. Absolutely. And I don't have to travel as much anymore, which is nice. Like um, this year I presented in Greece, I presented in the UK, I presented in the States, I presented even on one day, I had one presentation in Canada. And two hours later, I had another presentation um, in Europe. And I would not have been able to do that if it had been in person. And right after say, my presentation, yeah. <laughs> right after my presentation, I can just close my office door and have dinner with my husband and sleep in my own bed. That's kind of nice. I, I like the jet set life of, of traveling around the world. Of course I like it, but a speaking engagement usually is three or four days because I like to arrive early. I like to mingle with the participants, get to know them. Then there's the speaking day. The next day after I have to fly back home. And sometimes there's, um, you know, there's a, an after uh, event or, or, or a conference the next day, or if, if it's a three-day uh, convention, then, then I stay for the rest of the convention because I, I like people. I don't, I'm not the person that will just go do my conference and then leave. I, I like to mingle with people. I'm a person. I'm a small-town girl, and I, I love people. So I, I stay and I get to know them. Uh, that's, that's what I like the most about what I do is meeting fascinating people all the time. So a speaking engagement before used to take me four days and now it, it's just the time of the speaking engagement. I'm missing the connection. I don't get the hallway conversations or meeting somebody in the elevator or uh, the dinner parties. And I, I miss that. Um, but it's really good on your sanity when there's no flights involved. There's no hotel room. There's no, uh, it, it's really uh it's been a very good uh, two years for that reason. It's kind of nice. I'm ready to go back on the road, but I, I enjoyed it. And I, I will continue. It's going to be, I, I don't know that, um, that the online presentation is leaving our uh, system now. I think it's here to stay. We'll continue to present virtually. And because I do it uh, in a very um, different way with the way I use audiovisual um, 
and and I use music, I use videos. There's a lot of things that I use as well that make it entertaining to uh, the audience that is virtual as well. So um, I think companies have realized that they don't need to fly their whole staff to somewhere for them to have the convention. They can just bring the speaker virtually and it's a lot less expensive to them. Um, and I, I believe that there will be a lot of uh, a lot of speaking engagement that will continue to be virtual. And some of them will go back in person, but I think there will be both uh, in, the, in the future. I agree. I agree. And by the way, Natalie, you know how I know when we've had a good conversation and things have gone well is when we come to the end of our time together and it seems like it, it's like been 20 minutes and it's, That's right. it's but it's been an hour and, and I, I, I have to honor your time because I know you've got further commitments this afternoon. And so I want to give you a, just a real quick moment to say anything to our audience that you would like them to know about you or about anything else. Do we have, um, a couple of minutes. There's there's a story that I love about a lesson that I've learned um, from the kids in Haiti. Is that okay? If I yes, absolutely. Take a minute My time that? is your time. So I um, one night I'm sitting at the orphanage. So the school has about 600 uh, children, and the orphanage is about 89, 90 kids. Um, and at night we would sit in the backyard uh, and in the courtyard, and we would. Um, talk because uh, I speak French so uh, I could communicate with them and I'm teaching them the circle of excellence you know it's technique when you don't feel good you draw an imaginary circle on the ground you step into it your power pose and it makes you feel better right so they're listening and they're attentive because they love to learn and then Angelina asks Okay, I get the circle. Now, when again are we going in the circle? I said, well, you know, when you don't feel good, when you're not happy, that's when you go in the circle. So she thinks about it. And she says, hmm, aren't we happy all the time? So I'm like, uh, uh, yeah, that's right. And these kids are happy all the time. You should see them. They're just joy. And I'm like, you know what? And I'm just about to cry. I don't know what to say. And I go, oh, oh, well, this is not for you guys. This is a technique that we use in Canada when we don't feel good, but you guys are fine. Never mind, you know? Oh, yeah, not my proudest moment, but that's what I said. So Juvencely, one of the twin brothers, grabs my hand and he says, oh, what? You're not happy in Canada? You have everything in Canada. So by this time I'm bawling because now, and, and so he gives me a big hug and all the kids come to join in the hug to console me because poor me, I'm not happy in Canada. So if these little human beings that have nothing can be happy all the time, I think we're going to be okay. I think we got this, right? I couldn't agree more. That's a great story. That's a great story. And thank you for your work down there to help them. Um, oh, it, it's so hard right now. I haven't been there in, in a few years because it's not possible anymore with all the political problems that there are, never mind the, the, the earthquakes. And now the president that was assassinated and there's, oh, there's so many problems. There's, uh, 
it's not easy. Thankfully, um, it is not an, uh, an association. I work with two different associations. So there's Heart to Heart and there's Alongside Haiti. Heart to Heart is the schools, the orphanage, and we teach them to become gardeners, to make have, have chickens and, and to grow vegetables so that they can sell them at the market and become entrepreneurs. And Alongside Haiti helps um, young entrepreneurs to get bursaries to go to school and, and have... Um, uh, also, we, we give loans for starting businesses. So it's always empowered by the locals. So the teachers in the school are locals. It is run by locals. It is even run by, by orphans that are older now. So it's not because we can't go physically that things are not running there. So we are empowering them as opposed to come as a team, build them a school and leave. You know, we don't do that. We we bring money so that we buy the resources locally so, for, so that they can build a school and we teach them how. Um, there's contractors that come, teach them how to build a school as opposed to come and do it for them. So um, those two organizations are absolutely amazing and I, I still sponsor them. Uh, I have lots of different sponsor child them. Yuri is one of them, um, is one of my favorite little boy that I met on the first trip there. Um, and these children, they cost me $30, $30 per month. It's nothing. And I've became to calculate everything in children now like if you want a pair of boots that is ninety dollar these boots are three children so <laughs> right yep. so do i want these boots really how many mouths can i feed with that and i tried the new uh bmw xi the electric car oh my gosh i fell in love with it i'm like oh this is so cool it's ninety thousand dollar how many mouths can i feed with that you know, I, I don't, it's, there's, there's always a, um, a conversation that goes in my head when I, when I realize, okay, I am making a lot of money. This is great. And what do I choose to do? Because a lot of people have even criticized me for my promise statement. Because uh, one of my promise statement is for general public is I help people find confidence so that they can live their full potential. But my entrepreneur's uh, promise statement is I help entrepreneurs find confidence so that they can make money living from their passion. And people have criticized this. And they said, you know what? This is so shallow. You help people make money? Really? Like money is not important. But when you give money to good people, they do great things with it. And that is my why. It is our duty to be stinky rich, <laughs> right? Because we can do, because when, like think of per, a person you helped, close your eyes for a second and think of somebody that you really helped, you changed their life. And now I'm going to put $50 million in your account. Think at how many more people you can help. I'm sorry, money can help a lot of people. And, and if you go through... Who else am I serving and what can I do? It, 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 it's a total different conversation. Natalie, one of the reasons why I do this and I do a lot of it is because I want to help people and I want to bring people like you to them. 
And there are people that you and I are going to impact that we'll never meet based upon this conversation that we had today. And that turns me on like no, no, nothing else does because we can affect people's lives in a, in a great way. Because, and I do it by bringing people like you in front of them. So I, I really, really appreciate your time. You've, you're, you're, you're an awesome soul and you're working so hard to make our world a better place. Thank you so much for inviting me, Kevin. It was a, a pleasure and an honor to be on your show. So You're gonna have. Will you come back and see me again? Of course. Tell me when. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'll tell you what. You wait right there, and I'll be right back. I got to do this. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.